0: Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to Hope for Your Heart. This is Pastor Calvin Corbett. So glad you're joining us today on the Tuesday broadcast. And we are now well into December. I would say December is my favorite month of the year. I love Christmas. I love the fact that we just came through Thanksgiving. And so today's message is part two of ways in which I can give thanks unto the Lord. You know, as you think about giving thanks to the Lord, one of the ways that we give thanks to the Lord is to give thanks to Him with humility because He has given us all that we have. As a matter of fact, He owns all that we have. And I was thinking about pride the other day and how much we battle this whole issue of pride. You know, the Bible tells us that pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. And so many times when we are bragging on ourselves, We are really bringing attention to the fact that there is a problem. You think about things that work well. Uh, When something is working well, you don't necessarily have to brag on it. When you're bragging on something, it's often a matter of something not working well. For example, if I came home and I said to my wife, man, my elbow is really hurting me today. I would be saying to her, I've got a problem with my elbow. You know, most days I won't say anything about my elbows, right? Because it bends my arm up and down and there's no problem with my elbow. So I don't even mention it. It just does what it's supposed to do. And so I don't notice it. I don't have to brag about it. It's just doing what it's supposed to do. Up and down all day long. But when there's a problem, all of a sudden my attention is brought to it. You know, people that are always talking about themselves, they're saying, I've got a problem. Uh, They're saying, my life is not working so well and I need your affirmation. I need your encouragement. I need your support. They're saying that something's wrong with them. I want to encourage you to give thanks to the Lord. Praise His name for all the wonderful things that He has done for you. And we can do this even in the midst of difficult times. Even in the midst of problems, we can give thanks to the Lord. Listen, God inhabits the praise of His people. Everything that belongs to God And a lack of thanksgiving is going to hold us back from moving forward. And as you give thanks, it will change your perspective of anything and everything that is happening in your life. I want to encourage you today, as you give praise to the Lord, vocally sing His praise. Communally, as you gather together, gather together with the mindset that I'm giving praise unto the Lord. You know, at a routine traffic stop last year, Five-year-old Mackenzie Brown sacrificially gave her own stuffed moose toy to a Pennsylvania police officer. She was hoping it would keep him safe. She was holding a stuffed moose out the window and tried giving it to the police officer. The police officer said on a Facebook page that was created on his behalf and on behalf of the moose, I tried politely to say no thank you, but she told me she wanted me to have it. And she said, if I would take it, that moose would keep me safe. Well, clearly there was no way to say no to that. And so the officer held on to Mr. Moosey for a short time. But then he decided to pass that stuffed animal along to other first responders and other units within the police department. It became a big hit. Recently, reporters followed up on the story and they discovered that the moose has since made visits to Chicago... New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and even up in New Hampshire, serving alongside air marshals and the National Guard and fire departments and even the New York Police Department. The Facebook page Mr. Moosey's World Tour is updated on a regular basis with stories of what impact the presence of that moose has had on different parts of the country. Now, as you think about that story, that is a five-year-old girl, Mackenzie Brown. Who is sacrificially giving up her own stuffed moose so she can be a blessing to others? We've talked about ways to give thanks. We give thanks vocally as we sing unto the Lord. We give thanks as we gather together communally in church services. We also, number three, give thanks sacrificially with our substance. Paul put it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 Is not the cup of thanksgiving? For which we give thanks, a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Paul is reminding us that the cup of thanksgiving is that we are participating in the suffering of Christ. We are giving thanks to the blood of Christ and the broken body of Christ as we participate in sacrificially giving so that others can know about Jesus Christ. You see, the joy of sacrificial giving is that we are involved in advancing the Lord's work. We are passing on the blessing of knowing Christ as we sacrificially give thanks to Him. You know, as I was growing up, I regularly saw my parents give beyond what was comfortable for them. Now, I don't know how frequently my children see uh, me giving sacrificially to the kingdom of God, but I I want you to know the word of God is very clear that we're to honor the Lord with our substance. Now, we normally give to God from our surplus, but he desires our substance. There's a major difference. You see, when we're giving from our substance, it's not the overflow that we're giving back to him. We are giving something to him that costs us Something. David said unto the Lord, I'm never going to give him anything that cost me nothing. When I think about what Christ has done for me, I am so discouraged sometimes that I hear people say, I don't want to give. I don't think the Bible says we ought to be giving. I don't think we ought to give 10%. My heart breaks when I hear that, because I know what Jesus gave for me. And I know what he did for me to give me salvation. He didn't hold anything back. He didn't say, well, I don't want to give my life for those people down there who might reject me, and most people will. But Jesus willingly sacrificed himself for us. So we give a sacrifice of praise back to him. Well, there's a fourth way that we can give thanksgiving. We should give thanksgiving respectfully, in all humility. In 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, so what shall I do? Well, this is what I'm going to be. answer his own question. I will pray with my spirit, but I also will pray with understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my understanding. Otherwise, when you are praising God in the spirit, how can someone else who is now put in the position of an inquirer say, amen to your thanksgiving? Since they do not know what you are saying, you are giving thanks well enough, but no one else is edified. Here, Paul is driving home the point. And this particular chapter is talking about uh, gathering together in a worship setting. And as you're gathering together in a worship setting, there's some things that are happening that are confusing. And there's some speaking of tongues in the service. And Paul says, you know, when you're doing this and you're praising God this way, there's those who are in that congregation who can't say amen to your thanksgiving prayer because they have no idea what you're saying. And so what he says to them, he says, I'm not going to do that because no one else is going to be edified except for the person that is speaking in tongues. So Paul says, I'm giving praise to God. I'm going to do it with all humility. I'm going to do it with respect to those who who are there because I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm not trying to turn this thanksgiving back on me. You see, my thanksgiving should never be about edifying myself, or it should never be about putting others to shame. Paul said this in Ephesians 5, Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. Why does Paul say that? Because sometimes as we gather together, even when we're just connected with each other socially, uh, sometimes we have foolish talk and we have uh, just coarse joking. He says, that is out of place for the believer. He says, but rather we should be doing everything with thanksgiving. Being respectful to those who are gathering with us, realizing that our thanksgiving goes to the creator and the sustainer of the earth. Well, there's a fifth way that we should be giving thanks. And this is generously, right? And not only generously, but with enthusiasm. Uh, you all know that verse, right? The Lord loves a cheerful giver. I like what one preacher says He loves a cheerful giver, but a take it from a grouch. Well, I want you to know God wants us to be generous and He wants us to be cheerful as we are giving unto the Lord. Paul says, you know, you have been enriched in every way. You know why God enriches us in every way? He does that to us and for us so that we can be generous on every occasion. And he says, through our generosity, it will result in thanksgiving to God. You know, the more generous you are, the more thankful you are. It is an indication of something welling up within your heart and you can't help yourself but to give. You know, if we're walking together and, and I have a cup of coffee in my hand and, uh, and all of a sudden you accidentally bump into me, coffee's going to come out of that cup. <laughs> kind of like I was driving on the road today and I had my cup of coffee sitting there and, uh, and I hit a bump in the road and all of a sudden my coffee went all over the place. Now, why did coffee come out of that cup? Because coffee was in that cup. The same is true in our lives. When somebody bumps up against us, when circumstances of our lives pressure us, squeeze us. What comes out of us is what is within us. If there is generosity and enthusiasm within us, when we are squeezed, we are giving God this overflow of what's within us. We are to give generously unto the Lord our thanksgiving. And we do it with enthusiasm. You know that word enthusiasm? I love that word. Enthusiasm means in Theo or in God. When God is in us and we are in him, we can't help ourselves but be enthusiastic because of what he has done for us. Well, more could be said about that whole concept of being generous, but I want to move on to the sixth way in which we can give thanks. Now, this is a good one, right? Now I got to be careful on on how we talk about this one because as we talk about this next point we do this but we don't do it to get something in return. We should be giving thanksgiving expectantly like we anticipate something good is going to happen to us but it's not our driving motivation in doing that. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19 Jeremiah says From them, talking about the people of Israel, from them will come songs of thanksgiving and a sound of rejoicing. So here, as they gather together to worship, Jeremiah says, God is expecting you to do something. As you gather together to worship, I hope every Sunday when you go to church that you are anticipating songs of thanksgiving, songs of rejoicing that you're expecting God to do great things as you gather together to worship. And that's what Jeremiah is doing. Now, look, there's a a promise that came along with this expectancy. And as they were singing songs of thanksgiving, and as they were having these sounds of rejoicing, Jeremiah says that God would add to their numbers and that they will not be decreased. He says, I will bring them honor, and they will not be disdained. In other words, as we give thanksgiving unto the Lord, in the back of our minds, we know that as we do this and we give praise to Him, God is going to bless us. He's going to add to our numbers. We're not going to be decreasing in our size. We're going to be expanding in our size. We will not be dishonored, but we will be honored. People won't look down on us. They will say, look what God has done to them. Paul kind of carries on this same thought in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, when he says, all this is for your benefit. All that God has done for us, giving us salvation, giving us his son, giving us the church, giving us the blessings that he has. He says, all these things God has done for our benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Paul is saying, listen, God is giving you things to your benefit. He is pouring his grace upon you, in you, and through you. And the reason he's doing it is because he wants you to overflow with thanksgiving. As his grace comes into our lives, thanksgiving should flow out of our lives, and it ought to be done for the glory of God. Listen, as we give thanks, expect with anticipation that God is going to bring about And increase. He always does. That's how our God rolls. But we've got to watch the attitude behind that. Which leads me to the second point, or the seventh point rather. Last but not least, when we think about ways to give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, we talked first of all that we should give thanks to the Lord vocally, singing praises unto his name, not only singing praises unto his name, but speaking praises unto his name. You know, when you go to church on Sunday, this Sunday, I want you to be intentional about singing. As a matter of fact, to prepare for worship on Sunday, get up early, uh, get your stuff together. As a matter of fact, maybe on Saturday night, get your clothes together on Saturday night. And uh, I do that on most Saturday nights. Uh, uh, our conversation Saturday evening is, is, hey, hey I say to my wife, now, now honey, I, we got church in the morning. Uh, you want to pick me out something to to wear and, and get things ready? Now, the reason I, I have my wife do it, because if I pick out my own clothes, you know, you, you don't know what I'm going to be looking like. And I, I look like a wrinkled mess. And I, I show up in church and I say, what in the world? Pastor, what are you wearing uh, this morning? And they'll say, your wife didn't pick out that outfit, did she? So I I let her pick it out so that I won't mismatch and uh, I won't look like I just rolled out of bed, right? Uh, And so she lines up my clothes and uh, and we have everything ready because I've discovered on Sunday morning, anything that can go wrong will go wrong on Sunday morning. And so I want to have everything ready before uh, we go to bed Saturday night. As a matter of fact, I always keep Saturday night kind of low key, right? And, uh, and the reason I keep it low-key, because I know I'm going to be real busy, and uh, we go Sunday, I had, I had five services i do back-to-back-to-back-to-back, to back to back to back. and so I said, if I'm going to be able to do five services back-to-back, back, uh, I've got to be well-rested the night before. So I go to bed early on Saturday night, I've got my clothes lined up, i got everything ready to go, uh, so when I wake up on Sunday morning, I'm not scurrying around, getting myself all stressed out about what I'm going to wear. And so when we come to worship on Sunday, right, prepare Your voice to sing. Prepare to meet in a community giving thanks together, entering into his courts with thanksgiving. Be prepared to give thanks sacrificially, that is, with your substance. And we talked about 1 Corinthians chapter 10, this cup of thanksgiving, which is a participation in the blood of Jesus Christ. And then, number four, we talked about the fact that we are to do thanksgiving respectfully. Remembering those that are around us, doing it with all humility. Thanksgiving should never bring praise to myself. I'm giving thanks to somebody else for giving. I'm not thanking myself for giving, I'm thanking somebody else for giving. My giving should never be about edifying myself. And then, number five, we talked about generously giving thanksgiving with enthusiasm. I mean, I'm talking about the kind of enthusiasm that I have when my New England Patriots are playing or when my Boston Red Sox are playing. Uh, That's the kind of enthusiasm that we ought to have when it comes to giving Thanksgiving. We ought not to be reluctant, right? We don't say, well, thank you, right? Right? No, we sing it from the top of our lungs. Thank you so much. We stand up when we shout and uh, lift our hands up in the Lord and we say, thank you, Lord, for your kindness, and we give thanks to you generously. And then number six, we give thanks expectantly. We anticipate that God is going to bring about an increase because of our thanksgiving. And then number seven, we do it continuously with our attitudes. Now, Paul put it this way. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4. He said, I always thank my God for you. Because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. This attitude of always giving thanks, because God always is giving us grace. So we always have an attitude of gratitude, an attitude of praise. Colossians 1.3 says, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Paul says we're to pray without ceasing. And part of our praying without ceasing should be including giving thanks without ceasing. Paul says in Philemon, verse number four, only one chapter in the book of Philemon. Paul says, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. Wow, what a powerful passage that is. I love the book of Philemon. The book of Philemon is is such a fascinating book. It really is a book of thanksgiving. And maybe you haven't read that short little epistle uh, recently, but Paul runs in this guy and this guy, his name is Onesimus. Onesimus was a slave that ran away from Philemon. Philemon was the owner of this slave called Onesimus. Now, as we look at this whole thing, uh, the Bible does not affirm slavery, but the Bible records human history, that throughout all human history, slavery has been part of humanity, as tragic as it is. I think about today. I think about those who are enslaved in sex trafficking. I don't know how anybody could take somebody and and force them into this sex labor market against their will and taking young, young women especially. To me, that is such a deplorable crime. Uh, it's even in some of the highest levels of our society today. Sometimes people find themselves in slavery because in the Old Testament times, and the biblical times, they had debts they could not afford to pay, and so they became an indentured servant of somebody else to pay off a of debt. And we discover that the Bible records what happens because of slavery, but the Bible doesn't affirm or approve of slavery. And we discover that Onesimus one day ran away from Philemon. He was a fugitive, and he finds himself in trouble. Somehow he was there with the apostle Paul, and they may have been incarcerated together. And Paul begins to speak with Onesimus, and Paul leads Onesimus to the Lord. And he discovers that Onesimus has had such a dramatic conversion. His life has changed. And then he finds out that he's a runaway slave and that he really belongs to Philemon. Well, Paul knew Philemon very well. As a matter of fact, Paul probably led Philemon to the Lord. So he writes this epistle to Philemon, and he basically says, Philemon, I I want you to know that I have Onesimus here with me, and and he has become a follower of Christ. And he is very profitable to me. He's become kind of my my right-hand man, but I know he really belongs with you. And I'm sending you this letter to say, I'll send him back to you if you want to receive him back. But I'd kind of like to have him stay here with me. And so Paul gives thanks to Philemon for the ministry that Philemon had. Now, we don't know what happened at the end of the story. I kind of think that Philemon wrote back to Paul and says, man, I am so glad to hear about the change that has happened in the life of Onesimus. I'm so excited that now he's a follower of Christ. I'll tell you what, Paul, why don't you just use him as you feel fit to use him in your ministry. Uh, Take him along wherever you go, and don't worry about what he owes me. He stole some things from me, but I'm going to forgive that. Don't worry about that. That's what we kind of hope happened, and that's what I kind of think happened, but we're kind of left hanging on that story. But as we think about what Paul says, he says to Philemon, I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. In 1 Timothy, Paul says, I want to urge you that first of all, petitions and, and prayers and intercessions and thanksgiving be made for all people. You know, we are commanded in God's word to give thanks for all people. That is the people that we love, the people that are, are easy to be thankful for, but it also means those people that we may not get along with so well. So here's my question in the remaining minutes of the broadcast. Have I given proper thanks to God this week? This week? How about today? Did I begin this day with thanksgiving? I want to encourage you to show your thanks to God this week in one of the following seven ways that we've covered over the last two days on the broadcast. I encourage you to give thanks to God vocally. Tell about what He's done for you and thank Him vocally with song and with words of praise. Number two, show your thanks to God this week communally. Gather together with other believers. Instead of just talking about the weather and talking about nonsensical issues, why don't you just get together and say, man, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Why don't you gather together with your church family and a small group and praise God for what he's doing. I also want to encourage you this week to praise God sacrificially. We do that by giving a gift back to him. You know, you never enter into a presence of a king without bringing a gift. And that gift was a gift that was a sacrifice to you to give that gift. Give praise and thanksgiving respectfully. Not trying to steal that glory back for yourself. Give praise to God expecting that He's going to bless your praises, but you're still doing it humility. Give to God generously because the Lord loves a generous giver. And then make thanksgiving a habit, continuously giving thanks. Well, as you look at your life, is there somebody this week that you need to give thanks to? Maybe in a tangible way. Maybe it's as simple as picking up the phone and says, you know, you've been on my mind. I've been praying for you. And I just wanted to call and say, I thank God for you. I thank God that you're in my life. I thank you that you have influenced me. And even though we may not have always gotten along, I thank God for you. Listen, I promise you, if you do that, God will lift up your spirits. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Hickory Ridge Community Church is located at 3220 South Battlefield Boulevard, Chesapeake, Virginia. Sunday service times are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We would love for you to join us. For more information, you go to our website at www.hrcc7.org. No matter what you're going through, remember, in Jesus Christ, there is always hope for your heart.